0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Ozone, live from Koreatown, I am your host Omar Miller, I'm here with my brother from the same mother, Terry Miller, aka the icons With an E with an E and a Z. Okay. And that was uh, a nice jam from Bruno Mars, 24K and Magic new album. that uh, It's called That's What I Like. Wow, oh wow. What I like is to talk about sports, and that's what I'm here for. So let's get it on. Yeah, it's time to rumble. Big fight this weekend. Huge. It, 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 was, it was huge. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. I was there. Huge. <laughs> uh, and I'm here to tell you guys, we talked about it. We were pumped up going into it. The Ozone podcast was live on the scene at the fight could not have been more exciting. Let me paint a picture for you guys. It was at this brand new T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, which is wedged uh, off of Frank Sinatra between the New York, New York, the Monte Carlo, right behind uh, both casinos. And you have, they have a paseo that you can walk from the MGM Grand straight over there. First time going to the facility. I really enjoyed it. What do you think about the facility itself? The facility was awesome. Brand I new. It. I loved it. Yeah. Spacious. Right? Spacious. Yeah. It felt really, really good. It didn't seem like it was a bad seat in the house. It did not. Right. It did you didn't not. get that feel. But we happen to have great seats. Yeah. It always feels like that with good seats. Come on, man. <laughs> Four rows back from the action. The action. That's serious business there. So, uh, got blessed. Thank you. For, uh, it's, it's good to be an employee of HBO. Um, good to be friends with the fellas at Rock Nation. And we got blessed with some seats. And before that, let me paint this picture for you. So, You ever watch the fights and see the undercards, and then you wonder where all of a sudden all of the celebrities pop up uh, for the main event? Well, this is what happens. When you walk in, you walk in into a secret entrance, which they have to give you clearance to go through. Once you get clearance, clearance, you go to the back, and everybody and their mama was there. Everybody. I'm talking about from World Series champions, past and present. Wow. NBA guys. It was a who's who. It was a who's who back there. Let's drop some names on him, T. Lay it on him. What you want to drop? CeCe Sabathia? Right, the, the, uh, Big <laughs> was gotta out there. We got to go Ace <laughs> was out there. Oh, man. Dexter Fowler. Come on. We got to chop it up with the champ, Dexter Fowler. We might have him on the podcast at some point because yeah. that, that's a cool dude, man. And he's still in the glow of his championship. Uh. I told him that I did not believe that they were going to win. And uh, and he said, well, I hope you lost your money. I said, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Great wife. She was mm-hmm. great. Uh, you know, just just all in, around good people. Just good people, and I'm really happy for him. Yeah. And we spoke uh we spoke extensively about every play, about the series, about the series against the Giants. He loves chopping it up about oh, it. <laughs> he loves talking baseball and I love him for that. <laughs> he was talking about he was getting goosebumps while we were talking about it. Yeah. He was like, man, I can't believe it. I'm getting goosebumps again. Yeah. We asked him what it was like. When Rajay Davis hit that grand slam. And he he said he just put his head down like, oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He says that was Ernie Banks crying in that rain <laughs> delay when the tears, when the when the tears from heaven came down. He thought it was Ernie Banks crying. And I thought it was the Jordan meme.
1: Crying <laughs> <laughs> Jordan.
0: It was. And he had the Cleveland Indians jersey on, unfortunately. Can you believe that? I mean, what a great time. Rudy Gay was back there. Uh, What about the boxers? Lennox Lennox Lewis? Forget about it. All the boxers were there. Danny Jacobs? Showtime Sean Porter. Had a great conversation with Danny Jacobs. Yeah. He's really excited to make this fight with Triple G, and I think that's going to be the top. The first quarter of 2017 is going to have some great action in the fight world. Looks real. Come on, man. Danny Jacobs and Triple G. I hope they can make that happen. Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. These are, these are serious fights that are coming up at the top of the year. I think uh, murder, the Bronze Bomber coming <laughs> back, be back. I think he's going to be back. It could be murder. <laughs> Man, that murder. You got to keep him away from the juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to, to get that case. Keep everybody off the juice because the Bronze Bomber wants you to get prosecuted. <laughs> but uh, But yeah, so this is going up leading up to the fight this leading up to the fight you get so excited running into everybody guys and everybody's cool everybody back there is cool we got rappers back there uh, we sat next to memphis bleak So you know for me growing up in the 80s and 90s memphis bleak was a member of the you know the rockefeller crew and it was cool to sit there and chop it up he's a very knowledgeable boxing fan we were having a good conversation you had um actors back there Michael B. Jordan was there to support yeah. his man. Michael B. Jordan trained with Andre Ward, mm-hmm. uh, for to prepare for a Creed for his role in Creed, and he prepared for a full year. He lived the discipline of a boxer's life, yeah. and so he was there to support. Great film. Great film. Uh, LeBron James' partner Maverick was on scene. I mean, forget about it, man. Everybody. A who's who? Are we talking about a who's who? Who wasn't there is what I want. to. Winky Wright was there. Wink, wink is me. Boy, that, that grin is on. Wink was mean <laughs> watching the fight. Yeah. <laughs> watching You could see him watching the fight. He looked angry. Like, Sweepy Pernell Whitaker. Pernell Whitaker was in the house. Gennady was there. Ooh. He just wanted to watch to find out if someone wanted to give him his belt. <laughs> That's all he wants to know. And There was a lot of them there. There was a lot of belts. A lot of belts. All right. So we finally get out of the tunnel. Uh, the national anthem was sang beautifully. I don't know the woman's name who sang uh, the, the Russian national anthem, but she sang it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um and then the, everybody came out, and the American national anthem came on, and it was go time. And I, I love believe, the American national anthem; it gets you hype. I mean, I just want to play baseball when I hear. Yeah, it. I just it it's makes me ready to go. To go. It's <laughs> go time. And uh, and Andre Ward came out, and you know Sog, Son of God, was on the scene. He did not look super confident coming out. At all. And then Sergey Kovalev came out with every belt known to mankind. I think he had my father's belt with him. The, the had, one that uh, you get your butt with. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. He had every belt. Man, this guy had some hardware. And, uh, and they, they came in the ring. You know, I have to say, if I had a complaint about this fight, it was with the officiating. Ref was terrible. He didn't, Mr. Bird didn't do what I felt like. I don't feel like he was proactive enough. To keep the fight under control so it wasn't like an MMA fight. It was a lot of wrestling, a lot brawling. of brawling. There was a lot of guani guani going on, and I don't think it was appropriate for the fight. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was incredible. We start the fight. Ward comes out timid, but he seemed like he recognized that he could pop the jab early, and the jab seemed like it had some, you know, it seemed like it had uh, uh, some effect. Right. And And then about halfway through the first round, Kovalev lands the first significant punch, which is a jab yeah. that knocked Andre Ward off balance. It, it, was, it truly did look like a power punch. And he looked like he had just, like, got Seen dro- a ghost. Yeah, just dropped into the Twilight Zone. He looked like he got dropped in the middle of nowhere. Charlie was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad news. Yeah, it was. And uh, I didn't like the look on his face, especially sitting ringside. You're like, wow, really? His body language was yeah. all the way wrong. And in the second round, Kovalev became more and more comfortable and he stepped into a punch that almost knocked uh, Andre Ward out. And, you know, what he did is, he Andre Ward actually moved forward into the punch, which actually helped him out. Because otherwise, if he would have extended and turned over that punch, right. we wouldn't even really have this conversation about this controversial decision. Because... He would have been sleep. He would have been sleep. I still. mean, <laughs> Exactly. They would have cleaned up the T-Mobile and he would have still been there. But... He got knocked down, he got up, and and really, that's he, he started to hold, hang on for dear life. He really was, you know. But this is the mark of a true champion, you know. He didn't have his composure. The next round, he was running scared. He didn't necessarily look strong at all. Yeah, or confident. Or confident. And then step by step, you literally witnessed him change the fight around. Yeah. It's like he he, he didn't have, it seemed like he couldn't measure Kovalev's length. At the beginning of the fight, what do you think? It looked like his depth of field was off on his reach, or I don't know if he sparred with uh, someone who had that kind of uh, reach. Yeah, it didn't look like he had that that gauged. It didn't look like he had a gauge at all. He also, I don't think there's any way you can ever gauge someone's power until you feel it. Exactly. But he, um, I think Kovalev was very comfortable coming in. The lights were not too bright. He he came in to do work on a smaller man. Another thing that was notable was the size difference. When you actually see them side by side in the ring, yeah, it was really. really I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised trip. if Kovalev came in at 190 uh, on on Saturday night. Not at all. He this was he looked, he looked like a giant. To, he looks he looked, tonight, he looked significant. Time. I don't know about a giant, but he looked significantly larger than them. they didn't look like they were in the same weight class by any means. No question. And for the first three rounds, they didn't even look like they were in the same boxing class. To be honest, and then in round four, Ward starts starts to turn the beat around. He heard the bell ring, and he said, oh, it's, it's school's in session. It's, uh, it's, it's showtime. It's time to go to school, dude. Yeah, if That's what he said in the bell. I don't know what he said, but I know that <laughs> he started to go step by step, and he started to deconstruct Sergey Kovalev, and he started to go jab to the body. The jab to the body was a devastating punch for Kovalev. It really slowed him down. It looked like Kovalev did not have – Uh, any plans on going more than six rounds, really? I've seen it a lot in the past, though, when these power punchers get in there, they uh, are prepared to go like four rounds maybe. And then when they don't get you out within that time period, then they're lost. That's their game plan. And I can't get you out of there. Now what do I do? And it seems like that might be what he suffered from. Well, and Andre Ward started to move, which was critical. He was—he had obviously he had a hand and foot speed advantage, which for the first three rounds, he looked like he wanted to not use. He looked like he wanted to show him that he could take his punches and whatnot, which was a bad decision, and it almost cost him the fight. And then what ended up happening was, I mean, he started to dance on him. He popped his jab. It got stiff. He stepped inside of his power. And round by round, you could feel it happening in the arena. It was unbelievable to see. Right, You could see this guy. He went from scared to a conqueror. And it was a testament to the living God, in my opinion. He's the SOG. He, He said it before. He said sometimes God puts you up against adversity so he can show up and show out. Now, maybe that's what happened for him. But I tell you what, Andre Ward showed the heart of a champion and came and put on a clinic in the second half of the fight I am very surprised by the unanimous decision. I have to that say was that too far. I, there's no way that it's, nobody saw Kovalev win the it fight. Dis, it's disrespectful. It to is, Kovalev. and and he had, a, and I think that we got some uh, some clips ready to play to say how he feels about uh, about how Kovalev felt about felt about the the decision.
2: It's simple, yes. Like you're just a tired a little bit because I have a, I have a hand and I have some like. Uh, little problem in my, in my head, you know, but it, it's okay. What was the problem? No, no, it, it, it's my uh, personal problem, you know. I talked to uh, Jim Lampley after the fight. He says he feels like it was so hard for a Russian fighter to come to America and get the decision against an Olympic hero. Do you feel like that has something to do with it? Um, uh, could you repeat again? Uh, for, uh, sure. Jim Lampley, the HBO, he felt like because you're from Russia, it's very difficult to get a decision right, against an American Olympic hero. Of course, of course, yes, I am agree, um, and it's uh, just, uh, come on, uh, all people, you, you, you saw, everybody saw so what happened, just uh, like, run uh, my, my titles for uh, American hero. American hero, okay, like, I got best him, and uh, just, uh, let's do it in re- 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 match, like, I will get my uh, belts back. So do you feel you like he knocked lost him out lost in the I'm not lost. No, do you feel like he thinks he Andre? Yeah, of course he lost, yeah, course he lost the, the fight. But do you
1: think he thinks that he, he,
0: he I, felt
2: I, that I, I, felt, I felt and I saw night. this and, like, uh, I just uh, lost bad. maybe three, maximum four rounds. Like, what progress. I felt uh, inside the ring, you know, and plus I knocked him down, like, in the second round, and, you know, But it's a decision. It's a decision. By American judges, like he's American, Olympic hero. Uh, the challenges that he's overcome. But I'm Russian, you know. Like nobody, nobody loves Russian like uh, in America and uh, plus American judges. like, God bless them.
0: So good. Do you win a rematch? Do you, do you lock him out on the rematch?
2: You know, you, you never know what happens. Like you know, like tomorrow or in an hour. Like let, 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 let's let's make a rematch. Let's make a rematch. I will be ready much better. I will be much better to get any any round, uh, any every round. Every round, I should, I should be ready for, for the victory. I must to, right now I understand that I must to get every round for victory.
0: Come on, man. Sergey. I, I got crazy respect for Sergei Kovalev. Right? He's a, he's a great champion. But you know what? I don't believe in the Russian, you know, the Russian crime. bias. Yeah, yeah, well, like let's, see, let's see what uh, what Ellie Sekhbak feels about it. Secback, what up? Live on the Ozone. Hey, hey. Fresh from Vegas. Talk to me, my man. How you feeling?
1: Oh, my goodness, man. First of all, thanks so much for having me on the best podcast, best pound-for-pound pound podcast in the world. Pound-for-pound. Pound. Hold on, hold on. And when you beat up Harvey Levin, make sure I'm there so I can record it. Ha, ha, ha.
0: Can you believe this, dude? And somebody came up to me backstage at the fight and said that he threw him a bunch of softballs. I didn't see the interview. Wow. He, said he, he, said he, he said he interviewed uh, uh, President-elect Trump and threw him a bunch of softballs. Now I got to break Harvey Levin's nose. <laughs> this is terrible.
1: Well, actually, I'm going to a place right now that's across the street from his house. So if you need to know his address, let me you know. You got me. Okay, <laughs> I got you.
0: Okay, good. I'm going to have to do it in a hoodie, though, so he doesn't know it's me. He'll just now, magically he come up is. with his nose, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: we'll get it on camera. <laughs> ah,
0: that could be tough. I don't and I'm going to yell out. I don't need to do five star. to ten. <laughs> Yo, so talk to me, man. We were out there. What a fight. I really enjoyed the fight. We just played a great clip where Kovalev insinuated that it's impossible for, you know, a Russian fighter to get a decision against an American Olympic hero. Don't make it politics. It's uh, This is a fight and he felt like he lost max three to four rounds. What'd you see in the fight? Because we were there, we were four rows back, we had our take on it. What'd you see?
1: Okay, I was sitting near two professional fighters, one of them a champion, Robert Easter Jr. is a champ at the 135 division, the IBF champion, and he was giving me the updates round by round because when I, when I watch a fight, I'm tweeting, I'm on Facebook, I'm looking around, so this kind of fight, I had to focus 100% on the fight, but I will say this, after the fight, I asked twenty people and I got twenty different versions of Ward 184, Kovalev 184, Ward 5 157, Kovalev 57 was a draw. I was a little surprised because Roy Jones Jr. told me that Kovalev won. Um, and then you have Andre Bruto who said Ward won. And then you have um, Stephen A. Smith who said I love Ward, but Kovalev won. So I don't think politics has to do anything. It's sports, and if someone wins, they win. But this was one of those fights where, yes, Kovalev dropped Ward, but you could say that Ward won so many rounds afterwards that he made up for it. This they is what we said. Off the we, fight.
0: we said that it, that from our vantage point, from really from rounds five or six on, it might have been a shutout. Like Andre Ward put on a clinic in the second half of the fight. Like he really, he really, he made him look bad. He made him look really bad. He made, he spun him around. He was wobbly. He broke his nose. Even then he took the steam off of his punches because he went to the body and those body punches were devastating. Destroyed his body.
1: But here's the thing. I could see that. But then again, the three judges didn't see it. So I was a little confused at that. But again, different vantage points, different angles. But it, a lot of people who watch the broadcast told me that based on what Jim Lampley was saying, they were swayed towards Kovalev. I have Absolutely. not seen the broadcast, Absolutely. so I
0: can't... Me, approach. myself, I'm just about over watching fights with any sort of commentation on, because... They're biased. They're totally biased. You don't know... It's just a personal thing. It depends on what you like or to what watch. what you want to see. And what you want to see, there's, I mean, there's that, but it also depends on what you appreciate as a fight fan. And I felt like... Um, You know, I I saw a little of the commentary, I didn't get to see the whole fight again, but I saw a little of what Max Kellerman was saying, and he brought up a couple good points of a lot of the stuff that Andre Ward was doing that was effective was the kind of stuff that you actually needed a certain level of understanding of boxing to even appreciate. Right. It seemed like more professional fighters leaned towards Ward, and it seemed like more casual fans thought Kovalev won the fight.
1: And I it, think you're 100% right. I think that's very, very accurate, and I, I think it as well. Unless Kovalev friends and his teammates saw him winning. Does that make And, and Ward's table saw it. So, yes, there is, like, Malanaji thought Ward won. But probably Able, thought Ward won, yeah. Yeah, but Abel Sanchez, the trainer of Triple G, said that he scored it one round for Kovalev. So it was one of those fights. Look, when the Lakers play the Clippers and there's a score and end, we all know who wins. I mean, with baseball and football. Yeah, it's true. But in boxing there's no standard and and one judge, I don't know how they even I don't I don't understand their psyche. It's not like they interview them afterward. It's not like Well, we've they, seen them before.
0: <laughs> Dog, we saw them at the end of the Cotto Canelo fight and, and all of them needed to be taken out on in with walkers <laughs> because they were like seriously everybody was 80 and up. Everybody yep. was AARP in it. And I think that it was very important that, one, they get some young eyes in there. But, two, it's also important that we see um, they should interview these judges. They need to talk to these judges and see who's – why did you see it that way? I just can't believe that not one judge saw the fight for Kovalev. I just can't believe it.
1: I'll tell you what I heard years ago, and and I interviewed – and unfortunately I don't remember who I interviewed because I talked to too many people. But they told me that it should be standard – that judges had fighting experience because Nick I, I feel the past- same way about the president. I feel like the right. president
0: should have military experience. Yeah.
1: I feel like it, I,
0: I, I agree with that. You shouldn't, and it's the same thing that I feel about, about the writers getting, putting people into the Hall of Fame in sports. If the writers never played anything, the last thing I need to know is whether or not they thought a guy should go to the Hall. And then it's just based on opinion,
1: more exactly. or less. Exactly. So, so here's the problem. Here we have people that I don't know how they got their position, I don't know if they took just a written test like the DMV where they knew the answers before, but they had no knowledge. They're obviously when, – when you say a fight Canelo and it's 114-114, obviously the system is broken. The system is broken. Because that was a shutout. And in this fight, because there's so much money involved, politics, ethnicities, tension – No doubt
0: about it. And, and, corporations and, and entities
1: behind it. Exactly. And look, Kovalev is the biggest name for his promoter. Ward is the biggest name for his promoter. So I, I don't even know – I don't think there'll be a rematch because just talking – to both teams, I don't know, because the, it looks like Kovalev says he wants it right away, and I'm sure he does. I'm sure his his uh, promoter wants it, but I don't know if his team necessarily would want it right away, because if Ward figured him out, the rematch may not be so pretty. From five, yeah. five to six are-
0: on, it looked like Andre Ward measured up the distance properly, and he even started taking his punches. So I, I felt like he, I felt like if that fight goes 15 rounds, Andre Ward probably knocks Kovalev out. He probably gets him out of there. Yeah. Only... I think you know what I think.
1: Paulie Malignaggi told me the exact same. Thing. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. What
0: did he say? Oh, yeah. said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I think that I think that for one, Kovalev gave you classic brawler work in the sense that his stamina did not seem, you know, like up he was code. even. He he looked like he wasn't didn't even prepare for 12. Like he was but like, but here's I, the little guy. I'm gonna beat him up. I get him out of there. We you know go home. We go to get a steak and chill out. Yeah.
1: And I think that's what the body shots were counter to. All those shots when they were clinching, they add up. Oh, they,
0: they add finish. up. Yeah. And he was giving them great work to the body in the clinches. You can see it. I mean, devastating work to the bodies, to the ribs, now, to the kidneys. It was bad news. And now, personally,
1: yeah, no, it was. But personally, I, I didn't like the ref in there. I didn't think he had – yes, he let them fight, but I didn't think he had control. This is what we just like, said. Okay, I, did, I missed that part. But Kenny Bayless, for example, just one example, he doesn't let people clinch. After one second, he jumps in. This guy let them go at it a little too much, and that's where it became like tug-of-war of wrestling, which is, I guess for this level, I get it, but we want to see less of that. We want to see more boxing, more fighting, more punches.
0: We want to see more, and also the casual fan definitely doesn't want to see grappling and wrestling and guys picking each other up and right, pushing each other down. Right, that's not what I came here for. Because really, yeah. the casual, you know what's funny? I think, you tell me what you feel about this setback. I feel like the casual fan doesn't even necessarily think that this is like a fight of the year candidate. And the people who were there, who were interested, were like, are you crazy? I wouldn't miss this fight for anything. And, I mean, it was a who's who. Everybody was at that fight, man.
1: Oh, no, this was huge. But, and, he, and you're right. I agree with you because here you have Andre Ward, who hasn't lost since he's 12, going up in weight against the number one guy. That, his name is The Crusher, and he earned it because he does crush people. He's not a, a guy named Killer who doesn't jaywalk. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's true Sometimes nicknames Nicknames have nothing to do With the ability And the performance You know People call themselves One thing But it's really not like that But in Kovalev's case Yes He really does have A mean strength in him And And I, I don't hand I hope there's a rematch and, and I hope they settle it One way or another But I'll be honest with you Controversy is good for boxing Boxing needs a, UFC is doing so well With McGregor Boxing needs something like this Because yesterday my phone was lighting up. Every three seconds, someone was texting me or calling me to ask me my take, to get a take. My drive from Vegas seemed very short because every two seconds, someone was to know what was going on. <laughs> and, and it's good because when is the last time, do you remember, for a boxing event that there was so much, even when Pacquiao uh, Bradley won, no one even cared that much. Yeah, so what, so Bradley got it, you know?
0: And also, but, and also everybody knew in their heart of hearts that Manny won that fight. In this situation, I feel like there's just enough doubt, no matter what it is that you believe, that makes everybody question, hmm, did he win or did he win? And,
1: and, and I will say this, the people who don't like Crusher said he lost. The people who don't like Ward say he lost. That, there's some factor into that as a There's as no, a two, ways to, no exactly. two ways about it.
0: No two ways about it. I personally could roll with Ward winning the fight. I could have rolled with a draw. Uh, and I could have rolled with Kovalev winning the fight. To be honest, I I wouldn't have right. been mad at any outcome because it all depends on what you liked. I will say this: being there, being up close, the last maybe seven rounds of the fight, Andre Ward really, really hurt that man. He put a clinic on, and uh, you know, putting it on on the bigger man, it says a lot.
1: I think- absolutely. And and not only that, but you have to look at this from this perspective: to get dropped by Kovalev, he hit him clean, and Ward got yeah. up, smiled. And and that woke him up, <laughs> and he came out storming the next round. He came out gunning, guns blazing. But on the other hand, I, I need to talk to someone who's convinced that Kovalev won to convince me and tell me what did they see? That yeah, so they told other than one the knockdown, Because, right.
0: See, this is the problem that I have with boxing in general now. And once again, I hate to say it, but it comes back again to Floyd Mayweather, where there's this silly mythology that you can't get knocked down or that you can't lose. You know what I mean? This is like, uh, this is a problem because you can get knocked down and come back and still win a fight. It's very possible.
1: That's true. Exactly. No, of course it's possible. It happens all the time. Sometimes people get dropped twice and come back and win. It's true. They just have a shutout, or or they get a stoppage. Look at Timothy
0: Bradley and Protnikov. Right. Remember that fight? Yeah. I mean, he was out on his feet. That was great. He was out on his feet.
1: And he he came back and he won that fight
0: and fought with heart. He
1: did. And and it happens more than often, but. Again, these are two fighters that their styles are so different. And Ward is so talented and he makes such adjustments. But I got to say this, even though Kovalev faded out, he did finish strong. He didn't just give up. And, you know, no. the last round, I think, who did you guys give the last round to? You know, here's the thing. Go ahead, Bone. What you no, got? no, I think that
0: it was Ward. I thought Ward had done enough to win that last that, round.
1: That's what the judges thought as well. And that's why they gave him that last round because that was the deciding factor, that last round. I have to go back Whoa,
0: and watch wow. it. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to watch it again, but I also felt like, I'll say this. I also felt like um I give even rounds. I still I'm I'm on the old system where there are some even rounds. And nowadays you can't have even rounds. which really bothers me.
1: No, you can. You can because Malanagi gave the first round a 10-10. See, and yeah, now round- and now this is what I felt like
0: watching the fight. Right. I felt like that first round could have been 10-10. Or maybe even Ward could have won the first round, to be
1: honest. Could be. I, personally, I had Kovalev winning the first round, and then I had him, of course, 10 8 in the next. But then after that, I had it at the same, I had it a draw after five. But then after five, I stopped scoring round by round. I was just too into it.
0: That <laughs> uh, was unbelievable. Yeah, now let me yeah, It was a great fight. I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture for the listeners here because the atmosphere in the in T the Mobile arena was on fire, man. People were pumped up. Go
1: ahead, Bongo. No, no, ask? no. Go ahead. The, the only thing I, I would say in a rematch is the fighter who makes the better adjustments from this point on win. Ward ha- can't afford to get dropped, and Kovalev has to land clean shots.
0: So, I don't think Ward gets dropped again if he faces him, and he faces him straight away. Well, I think that what he would do is uh, bombard him, just jump on him, really, and try to get him out of there early, because honestly, that's the only chance that Kovalev really, to me, has a chance of beating him. Yeah, he's early. He can't, he can't last the whole fight. This is the big man, little man. Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: It, it, it's funny. Mike Tyson said before the fight that Kovalev is going to win in two or three rounds. And it almost happened for a second when Ward went down. He thought, like, wow, you know, he may be right. But then the whole fight changed and it got Mike's so close where people are, if, if you go, like, anywhere, for example, on my Instagram, at Ellie Segway, and, and I put up a picture who won, within seconds, 50, 60, 80 comments, and everybody gives their, their own opinion. So that's great. It's good. I, I wish the judges I wish they interviewed them after the fight and not the fighters Yeah, I like, agree Yeah, I agree
0: with that I agree with that
1: what's, what's your logic and how did you give it so then we know where they stand and they could say well he was fighting or they could say you know what we were watching the Laker game and we weren't paying attention to what goes on in the ring <laughs> I think if you put them on the spot there's more accountability and they have to then stand behind their word they can't hide and because look, people always come up with conspiracy theories that like you no can't doubt. win in America. Of course, what do you mean you can't win in America? Everybody wants to fight you. That's the dream of every right. fighter is to fight in Vegas.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: if you're good and and you win, no one's going to rob you because your ethnicity. Nobody cares about that in sports. I, I really I believe that. I don't think anybody cares where you're. If you're a superstar, you, look at Pacquiao from the Philippines. Right. I can give you any fighter. Doesn't matter if you're good. Triple G from Kazakhstan. It doesn't matter what, well, where you come from. Well, and I'm going to say
0: the, hey, that's a good point, point. and I'm going to say the last piece uh, uh, for, mm-hmm. before we let you go, and I'm going to take up your whole day, is in my opinion, watching that fight, if both of those guys fought that way, I think Gennady Golovkin gets them both out of there, even being the smaller man than them, because Gennady has the stamina to go 12, and he's got the thump to where he gets you in trouble. He gets you out of there. I was really, I have to say, I was really underwhelmed with both of them on a certain level after watching Gennady fights up close and then watching these guys' fights up close. When you're talking about a 15-pound sway here on the the limit, Gennady fights at 160, these guys are fighting at 175. And I tell you what, he's got, I don't feel like Kovalev has that much more thump than him, even though he definitely has more thump than him. But. You know, he they has speed. That, they,
1: they did say that Triple G dropped him in sparring. Yes, sparring is not fighting, but it gives you, like, a measuring stick of how hard someone hits. And, yeah, and it was uh, with Gennady, a body shot. Yeah, and, and Gennady's trainer always says that Gennady hits like a heavyweight.
0: Yeah, so, he sure does. It, Abel, I've heard that from Abel from his mouth.
1: So I, I I hope that one day Gennady fights him. You know, it's just going to happen. I don't know how, but the question is, does Ward go on and fight? If the rematch doesn't happen for some reason, does Ward go fight Adonis Stevenson? does he try to make the Gennady Golov maybe Gennady ringside saw something that will say yes I want to fight now uh, does Kovalev go Stevenson does Kovalev move up I mean where do I think that, go? That's what I say. Where do
0: they go from here if they don't fight each other? Because to me, the smartest thing they could do would be for Ward to go back to 168. I don't think he needs to mess around with these big suckers, no, really. Especially with his fighting style because he's a plotter. And if he's going to stay up in, in with front the, of people, yeah, with, <laughs> in, in front of the big boys, you have to move. You sure do because that get you out
1: I of agree. There. I agree. You guys are very accurate in your assessment. And I thought the same thing. You went up. You made history. You proved it. You go back down. Let and, it go. And now get you, out of town. You dominate. Yeah. And, and you have belts. You can fight uh, Sworder Ramirez, he's a champion of 68. You have Badu Jack, WBC champion. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of champions that right now are available for fights to so fight them. So he does have fights that he could make and win titles and make money. This definitely was was a breakthrough for both of these guys because it was really their first pay per view. Yeah, and
0: I hope the numbers are good. Yeah, I sure do. Well, set back. Um, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the Ozone You are pound for pound our favorite boxing reporter. Uh, and I just want to tell the people where they can find you. Where can they find your your, your um, YouTube channel?
1: On Insta, my YouTube channel very easy, very very easy. ES News one word. We we post thirty to sixty videos a day, all boxing. You can't miss it. And by the way, I I heard you faced off with Lennox Lewis in a fight, and you were putting him on the spot. Is that true? Tell
0: people. <laughs> I did. I told him I didn't want none. <laughs> Cause he crept up on me like he was gonna put me to sleep, like he was on no, Harvey no, no. Levin's team. That's and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he get the champ crept up on me in the back. I love Lennox, man. He's a cool dude. Hopefully I'll catch him down in Jamaica. Buck
1: buck <laughs> Alright, thanks gentlemen. We'll be in touch. Thank you. All right. Thank thank you, buddy. Buddy. Uh-huh, bye-bye. All right later. Woo! It's
0: going down. It's going down. Ellie Sec back. It's so nice to have nice contributors in the ozone. What else is nice is to be fresh and fly for the fall. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, right now what we're dealing with is the 5-4 Club. Yes, oh yes. Believe it, folks. Go to 5-4Club.com and get yourself a professionally tailored wardrobe. That's right. I said a wardrobe from a professional stylist, fellas. $65 a month will get you $200 worth of clothes every month. It will take no time for you to get fresh and fly for the spring, the winter, the fall, however you want it. They adjust accordingly. I'm going to throw you a promo code. It's Omar. It's going to take some money off your first couple months. Go to 5FourClub.com and support the movement. Woo, man, what a weekend. It's a crazy weekend. The only thing that I really didn't like about this crazy fight weekend was the cigarettes. Oh, my goodness. It's it's actually affecting the ozone. <laughs> it's affecting the ozone, the layer. It is affecting of the layer. I'm weak. <laughs> I need some (laughs) albuterol in my life, albuterol, (laughs) to open up my chest. Yeah. This is bad news. I might not even be able to knock Harvey Levin out right now. (laughs) He might get you. It would be embarrassing. It would be so embarrassing. (laughs) Harvey Levin knocks you out, you just wrap it up. I got to cancel your contract. You just delete yourself (laughs) out of life. (laughs) Unbelievable. The softest guy in the world. Anyways, uh, moving on. How about that football this Sunday, man? How about them Cowboys again? It's real. The Cowboy movement is real. Let's just get this off the rip. Honestly, I think that the only team that can beat them is Seattle, in either AFC or NFC. Yes, really. Yes. You don't think Touchdown Tommy has an answer for them? Touchdown time. They don't. They're not real. They don't match up well. They don't match up well, really, with any elite team, and there's not that many of them out there. I think the Falcons actually give the Patriots a problem. The Falcons actually have. I just can't believe in Matt Ryan, man. He's always. Well, He's a young guy, though. He's a young guy, and hopefully he gets it together, the best but, offense in football. But the lights keep becoming too bright for him. It yeah, really but, bothers me. You know, but they have a little bit more defense this year, and usually that's the problem with them because they don't have defense. They don't have great defense right now, but it's a, probably better than the Patriots. Yeah. Especially that's true. since they got rid of Jamie Collins. Yeah. I, te- I feel like a sleeper right now for everybody who's not in the tri state area is the New York Giants. The New York football Giants are making noise. I don't think they're great, but they keep winning games. Yeah. Yeah, they have a, they are a sleeper team. But Eli knows how to win. He knows how. to and win. And you don't want to put him in a situation where he can get <laughs> he on the playoff sure run don't. because he's actually, to me, better than his brother, but the better Manning. Yeah, the better Manning. I feel the same way. People think we're crazy for that. Yeah, that's not- why we have our own podcast.
1: Nah, 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 nah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Eli uh, has two, right? He has two rings. They both got two now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though uh, Peyton's defense got him one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. What how about just think about this damn Arizona Cardinal team? And so disappointing. I know, so disappointing that they send Bruce Arians to the <laughs> hospital today. I think it, think he he had a chest heart attack. Pains, right? He had chest pains thinking about his his defense. Man, and they're supposed to be an elite defense. I I know, and I drafted their defense in my fantasy team, (laughs) and and it's not working out. And you probably could drop them at this point. I can drop them because I also got the Raiders defense. What, you're going from bad to worse. I don't know about that. We only got two losses up in Oakland. I don't know (laughs) about that. It's going to be tight this week. It's going to be a tight game tonight. (laughs) It's about to come on in a minute. Tell me, what do you think about this game coming in? I think that the Texans probably going to give them a little bit more than they're asking for. Lamar Miller should be able to run all over them. I don't agree. They're going into the nation. They're going into the black hole up there and I think the Raiders pull out a tight one. I'm looking at uh, 34-31. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. I think they pull out a tight one. I'm going one. for a 27-17. On the Texan side, you think yeah. they shut Derek Carr down? Yeah, but you know um, the Texans aren't really that bad uh, defensively and they put pressure on them. Yeah, but the Raiders are actually good offensively. Yeah, but not really that bad. doesn't match up. I always go with defense. Always. Me too. But I don't think they're not that bad is better than good. Well, and then another thing that you're talking about, Lamar Miller, who's able to run on them, which controls the clock and time of possession and then the uh, field position. I think that that, that'll come into play. And if you get into a situation like this, then you can't afford to not score. And I think the Houstoners should be able to do that. You know, but... uh, the Raiders, they really have an opportunity to win out right now. because They sure do. Because, they really do. Yeah, because they're going to get getting ready to go against Carolina, and Carolina is struggling. They just Think got, about if the Raiders can win out and get that bye. They could really make some noise. They need that bye. Yeah, they're not going to beat the Patriots still, but, you know, it's still a good, <laughs> it's a good run. It'd be a good run. never know. They could, they could pay him back for the tuck rule. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good you, luck. You, you never know. Uh, but what we do know is that Jared Goff got to play this week. And he didn't really look that bad. He didn't do a lot, but he... He, I mean he had 31 attempts, which isn't bad, but he, what he did is exactly what you said that he would do, is he opened up the running game for Todd Gurley. Yeah, and that's what you need. I, I mean, and Dennis Has Todd go, Gurley given you a 100-yard game yet this Not year? yet, I don't believe. Unbelievable. And then you're going to help the defense all, as well, because they won't be on the field as long. Right. You know? And they have above-average defense, but it's, it spends too much time on the field. You got a guy like Case Keenum, he can't get the job done. You need to get rid of, of Fisher. Wow. Jeff Ah. Fisher's terrible Wow Man Tell us how you really feel (laughs) He's terrible (laughs) And he needs to go Tell us how you really feel About the Green Bay Packers Because I know how I feel about it. Just like the Arizona Cardinals Terrible It's it's a a shame It's sad (laughs) It's so sad (laughs) So sad They're really overrated And and you still hear The bias from the announcers Like they're good And they're four and six Right And what Well you can't blame this one On Aaron Rodgers Uh, Well uh, You know You can't blame it on anybody The whole organization's bad I mean, Aaron Rodgers did ball. He put up three fifty-one and three touches. I just said we but, can't blame him. we, but they lost the game yeah, and they lost as a the game team. by by a healthy amount. As a team, they look terrible because that kid, R. Kelly, ran all over him. He <laughs> Robert gave him, Kelly gave him the he gave him the bump and grind last Damn. night. He yeah. ran all over
1: him. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he wow wow. I know a lot of happy Redskins fans, but it's going to be very interesting to see if the Redskins or the Indians can ever win before they change their logos. Right. <laughs> because it seems like the curse there is real. They really teased. <laughs> the Indians really gave it to them this year. Yeah, that, uh, that racial mascot may not ever work out well again unless we make America red again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make America native again. I don't know. The Braves won. Bravos. They won it. Yeah. Who else won? Th- that's not that many. I'll tell you There's who else needs teams. to win is that South Dakota pipeline. The natives up there who are getting jerked for their water. Those guys right. need to win. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. What's going How on? How are you going to go back on that? Of course, you're in America. How do you think they go back on it? Same guy that's on the twenty dollar bill, folks. Go do yourself a favor and go do Google some research on Andrew Jackson. Right. Maybe the worst human being to ever walked a planet other than Christopher Columbus, <laughs> and uh, and and totally celebrated. They constantly, would constantly reneged on, on uh, treaties on treaties and agreements with the natives. Constantly. What makes it even worse is that they're on reservations to this day. Man. And, and now you're trying to take that away. ruin their lineage. You've ruined the race of people. Come on, man. Well played. Good job, <laughs> Pilgrim. <laughs> you guys are mission complete. <laughs> you guys have completely, effectively have perpetrated a genocide. Way to go. Unbelievable. At least the Seahawks played well, though. (laughs) (laughs) On another note. note. (laughs) i love to see what Russell Wilson and them are doing. The Hawks are real, man. The Hawks are real. You see Richard Sherman's numbers? Richard Sherman leads the league, and I think they said he – I can't remember how many interceptions that they said he has since 2011. I want to say 30 or something crazy like that. The guy's a student of the sport. He leads the league. He led the league. He went (laughs) 90-50-40. He He led the league, and he's uh, as far as collectively in, in, in picks. This series, especially up there in Seattle, yeah, because the Eagles actually didn't fold. The Eagles came to play. Well, obviously this series on the road too. They went up to Foxborough and gave it to Tom Brady. Obviously, and nobody on the road. nobody does that to Tommy terrific. Which I was pretty surprised that the Patriots didn't just all out dominate the Niners. To be honest, the, the Patriots are singing Dang. with that falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry Gibbs! They give you the Barry Gibbs right now. Nice falsetto. Wow, one of the best falsettos in <laughs> <on> history.
1: <Easter. laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Wow. Yeah, football is just so brutal. It's just a trip to me because we talked about it yesterday when we were watching the games. At least three people get hurt, as in in your season hurt, for every week. And they look terrible. The injuries look terrible. Come on, man. We hung out with a guy in Vegas who used to play in the league, and he came up to me to talk about how he was a real-life offensive lineman. And he uh, he used to be 320, lost a bunch of weight. Now he's 240. And he's in a lawsuit right now with the NFL. Because he's getting his brain scanned and this, that, and the other, and he's just waiting to figure out what his payout's going to be because he knows, he told me, he said, no, no, I know I got some damage, man. I played 85 games in the league and, uh, you know, things aren't right. Man, that's helmet to helmet all the time. Football is so real. It's a real sport. Those good dudes need their cheese. Yeah, they do. Just like Gennady needs his belt, they need their cheese. Yeah. They need their cheese. Man, moving on to basketball, who do you think is it is real at this point? I know you like the Clippers, but I'm still not sold. Why, why you gotta bring that up? I, I, just asked, <laughs> I just asked who you thought was real, brother. Boston, Boston looks real, but nobody can. I mean, the Cavaliers, Boston, Boston doesn't look real to me. They they went up there yesterday or the other day. Well, You're gonna stink up the joint sometime. Golden State went up there and and uh, yeah, Golden, g- gave them the negan. Golden State is an elite team. There are a couple of elite teams out there to give it to everybody, and the Cavaliers and Golden State are those two teams. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to beat LeBron this year? That's what I want this to know. That's what I really want to know, especially since he can take time out to rest at his leisure. Yeah, and get ready. Kevin Love is looking great. Yeah, yeah, he's looking great. He's a double double waiting to happen. It looks like they're they they have just it's like they never skipped a beat except for they got some rest from the championship and now they just move on. And life is good. Life is good. Golden State, I think, is not enough ball out there. Still, they're looking. You think they? I mean, they blow people out. Yeah. They're getting it together. You always blow people out. But then when the game they're, gets— They're plus 15 tonight against the Indiana, Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Well, one of the reasons why is because Miles Turner's not playing. Is and, Paul, and, and, George Paul playing? and Paul George is hurt. But is I don't know playing? if he's playing. He didn't play yesterday. Yeah, and I thought but, he didn't play yesterday, so he would be ready to play tonight. Yeah, no, I think that he's, he's hurt, and uh, I don't know if he, it's a game-time decision. Oh, that was one of those situations. Uh, Miles Turner sprained his ankle yesterday. And what do you think? I noticed that you were talking about it uh, before— how do you feel about the uh, the FanDuel and uh, DraftKings merger? I like it. I, I particularly favor FanDuel just because it's a little more. It's simple, but it should be a, a great marriage. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Seems like they need each other to fight legislation, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for them to try to control people's gambling habits this, it's this not is not going to work. That's a trip. I don't care whether you're talking about gay marriage, abortion, gambling, all of this stuff. Hey, man, you're not going to stop people from gambling no. if they want to gamble. You're not going to stop not me. with a piece of legislation. No, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to gamble regardless. If that's what if, you're into, that's, that's what, what, what into. you're going to do. Exactly. And it's a it's I mean, obviously I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be laws in place and so on and so forth, but the kind of laws that that, you know, uh try to try to determine behavior um for what? an individual's own conscience, it's tough. Well, I think that it's really a money grab, and they're more so trying to figure out how to monetize it. How to tax it. Yeah, and so they don't care about your gambling habit. That's your problem. They sure don't. You know, if as you long want to I spend all your taxes. money, yeah, exactly. Just pay, your, pay what you're supposed to pay. This is the problem. They don't care about you, your moral dilemma. They don't care. They don't care, and DraftKings does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings cares about DraftKings my moral not, dilemma. They never act like they care. They didn't. They never act like they didn't front on it. No. They, they put out advertisements to, to try to lure me in. Tell you what, I never act like I cared about, but I actually, uh, uh, because I didn't have to act, is that it is arguably my favorite baseball player ever's birthday today. Who is that? The kid. King Ooh. Griffey Jr. sweet swing. The best. Come on, man. The sweet swing. I mean, swing. the only person that I like, that, I, that comes to mind that I liked watching play more than King Griffey was Ricky Henderson. Yeah. I loved watching King Griffey Jr. play, and he's clutch. He was dominant. I've never seen anybody go get it in the outfield like him. Now, how many times do you see a guy that's actually a five tool player that's five tools? That uses all five tools. Yes. And this is a problem in the game today. You got five tool guys who don't really use all five tools. Exactly. Look at a guy like Andrew McCutcheon, guys like like Trout and Harper. Yeah. You're talking about guys who now steal 20 bases. Man, you're on base like 200 times in the season or more. Or more. And. And, you and the teams l- need those bags. And you're lucky if you steal 20. But now there's a thing where you temper down them stealing bags because you don't want them to get hurt. Well, and if they learn fundamentals yeah. properly, they wouldn't get hurt stealing bags. Ricky Henderson stole 1,000 bags. <laughs> he didn't get hurt. Come on, man. And when he did, obviously it didn't stop him too much. No, it's just unbelievable. But back to the kid. Man, how about those Griffey highlights? Never seen anybody go get it. One of the best catches, you want to do yourself a favor, go on YouTube and look up the King Griffey Jr. breaks his wrist catch. That is unbelievable. He went from left center to the wall. He crashed into the wall at Seattle Kingdom. Almost, see, went, through the wall. Almost <laughs> went through the wall. And and because of that, his wrist, his wrist broke. And he caught the ball. And it was, oh, man, I, there's no way I can accurately give you a paint and, the picture for and you. And then he came back later on in the season and swung the stick. And he came back. I think that might have been the year that him and Don Matley went at it for, like, a consecutive oh. home run games. Right, like seven or eight in Seven world, or right? eight, yeah. I think he won it at eight, and Donnie Baseball went seven. Woo! That was, this is, I mean, this the kid just. kids is Man, If the kid didn't play on turf his whole career and if he didn't play so hard, he would have broken the home run record. He would have broken every record. This guy actually could hit 50, 60 bombs every year without fail with the sweetest swing you've ever seen in your life unless Justin Thompson was pitching. (laughs) is why you got to bring that up. I mean, there's only one guy, and baseball heads know what I'm talking about. There was one guy who owned Ken Griffey. It was a lefty out of Detroit who I don't think had a long baseball career. No, I think then he got traded to, to the Rangers or something, but Justin Thompson? Owned King I think he struck him out seven times in like in a sin in, in uh, uh. out of ten batters. yeah, something like that. like that. Yeah, crazy. He was like a Kershaw, he had crazy curveball. Yeah, and the kid couldn't figure it out. And he was only effective against King Griffey Jr. because <laughs> everybody else busted him up. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That was crazy, but yeah. forget about it. The kid could do everything, he could do literally everything. Ah, oh, you remember that on, on the, the opening of this week in baseball when he's, <laughs> when he's motoring around for Seattle to win that series on Edgar Martinez double down the line against the Yankees. Oh. Best footage, down the left field down line. Down the left field line. He still scoring. Best footage ever is afterwards. They, they scanned the Yankees' dugout, and Derek is sitting there. He had just got called up, and he next year would win the Rookie of the Year, I do believe. And you could see the look on his face like, I didn't come up here for this.
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> like, you're I, not going to do I, this I, anymore.
0: I, I, this is <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's time to get ringed up immediately. Next year, I need to get ringed up. Rookie season. I think they won 96. They beat 96. the Braves 96. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, what a great addition of the Ozone, folks. You got anything else to add? the Hall of Fame? Oh, talk about – let's speak about the baseball, the baseball awards. Yeah. You have a very, very strong take about one award in particular. Yeah, this MVP with Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout is a great ball player. Everybody knows that. He's known as the best player in the game. His team lost. They were – Not only did they lose, they weren't even in – Yeah, they were second to last place. They were in contention from April. What what was the record? It was ridiculous. But Mookie Betts, I felt like got the shaft. Talk to me. What do no, you think? Mookie Betts, man, he, his numbers are comparable to Mike Trout's, and he's on a winning team. You take Mookie Betts out of that lineup, and they might not even make the playoffs. Angels went seventy four and eighty eight. Come on, man. Boston went ninety three and sixty nine. In the tougher division. In the toughest division yeah, of baseball. Yeah. And you're talking about a guy like Mookie Betts who really got ripped off. Mookie Betts was an infielder that got converted to the outfield. He actually is a 5 a player. He's a little guy. Yeah, he's a little that guy. That's in the four hole. Exactly. And it really hasn't learned how to hit yet. Yeah. That's just and raw talent. That that's just raw that talent. Well. And he doesn't win MVP. And there's no reason for them not to give him that MVP. He's on a winning team that went to the playoffs. And Mike Trout's on a losing squad. And everybody, for some reason, wants to glorify Mike Trout. Give him the silver slugger. If you want to give him something, I wouldn't personally give him anything because they didn't win, and that's what it's about. The MVP is about winning. Winning! <laughs> and he didn't do it. And, and so I don't want to hear the argument, oh, you know, but he's the better player. His numbers did not say that, he sh- that it was going to take his team to the next level. His numbers were just his numbers. That's an individual or personal stat. But Mookie Betts affected his whole team to take them to the playoffs. Yeah. Just and think. I mean, he put up crazy numbers in big games too. Right, man, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Wow, and wow. you got the Hall of, Hall of Fame ballots coming out, and I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me they were insinuating that Vladimir Guerrero wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I don't know what you need to do. <laughs> I don't know what you need to do. Three eighteen, what the four hundred forty nine bombs, and all legit, no, but no, no, no cloud of any, no cloud, PDs and he was a five like two player that gave he you five 5-2. tools. Sure was. And gave you bombs off of bounced pitches if you need to. (laughs) Throw you out from the fence? And don't even talk about what he gave Rafael Soriano. Oh, my goodness. Or Pedro Martinez. Mm. I was talking about that that $99 (laughs) per hour skull. Cracked the skull. (laughs) Cracked the skull. Come on, man. Pedro probably wish he cracked his skull instead of giving him like five for six, five for seven. Monster. He gutted him out. Yeah. He was not impressed. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad was a monster. He was the only guy who always wanted to win when the Angels played the Red Sox in the worlds. Yeah, the, in the playoffs. he showed up. He always showed up. He carried that team every single time. That's unbelievable. That wow, I can't even imagine him not getting in on the first ballot. Um, what think he, he was just, like a nine time all um, All Star? Um, only thing he doesn't have is a ring. Yeah, and that's not his fault. It wasn't his fault. It was not. It was not Vlad's fault. Wow. And what do you think about the uh, Cy Young Awards and, and what in the Rookie of the Years and all that? You're fine with all those? Yeah, yeah. You, I, wish, I wish we could have seen... What, Chris Bryant? Yeah, I mean, how do you argue with that? No, no, Chris Bryant's MVP. <laughs> Chris Bryant's numbers are crazy. Chris Bryant realistically has a chance at his age to break all the records. He sure does. He hey, can be Nolan, great. yeah. And that's why I wish that uh, I wish that Trevor Story would have been able to play the whole season. That would have been a good race between him and Corey Seeger. I want to know how many votes did uh, Trevor Story actually get because I don't even think that he got any first place votes. Well, he shouldn't have. He only played the, the half the season. I can't give him but a vote. Yeah, but he set Rick He set. He made records. And yeah, but he did not. What he did not do is he didn't play the whole season. You can't. There's no way you can vote him first over Corey Seager, who played the entire I, season I, and actually out carried there, his team. Yeah, in a certain way. Somebody out there could give him one first place. He's not nah, good for you're one. You're back Miller. 20, you're brutal. Twenty-seven bombs. And he, he didn't play. He didn't play the whole season. But twenty-seven bombs. He would have to give you like close to fifty bombs. They listen, but we'll never know. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, man. Just want to remind you guys, if you want to call in and be on the Ozone, you have that opportunity. Give us a call. We're at area code 424-254-9663. That's 424-254-ZONE. And lay on us your hot take. Let us know what you think about what happened in sports this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Mason Cooley. Is that regret? For wasted time is more wasted time. Don't waste your time, folks. We thank you for spending it with us in the Ozone. We'll be back with you sooner than later for another spirited edition of The Ozone.